Well, let's open our Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 29 tonight. Deuteronomy chapter 29. I appreciate Brother Jim filling in today for Brother Riffle. And uh, appreciate you singing out. And that that song goes right along with the message tonight. It wasn't planned that way by me, but it was by God. I know not... A lot of things. How many of you do not know something? Okay. How many of you wish you knew the thing you don't? Okay. You know, there's a technical uh, description and definition for that. It's called being human. Being limited. There are a lot of things that we do not know. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld... um, Years ago, made a statement. He was somewhat mocked for it in the liberal media. He said, there are known unknowns and unknown unknowns. And some people say, well, that's just gibberish. No, actually, he had a very good point. There are some things that you know there's a gap in your knowledge, right? I know that I don't know how to do this, or I know that I haven't figured this out. You know that it's an unknown. For instance, how many stars are there in the universe? We do not know. How many grains of sand are there on all the shores of the world? We do not know. How many hairs are on your head? Well, there's a few of you that can count to zero, so that's that's a little different. But there are things, there are known unknowns, things that we don't know, but we know we don't know it. But then there's other things that we don't know it, and we don't even know that we don't know it. And the thing about it is, none of us likes Knowing we don't know. Especially when someone is keeping a secret from us. Secrets are funny things. None of us like it when someone else keeps a secret from us. But all of us like it when we have a secret to keep. You know? You ever get frustrated by that because you know somebody's keeping a secret from you, but yet we do it to people all the time. I don't know what it is about it. There's just something about it that we like having that knowledge that other people don't have. It gives us a sense of, uh, sense of pride, to be honest with you. But in all seriousness, do you ever get frustrated by what you don't know? Of course, we all do. It's part of human nature to want to know. Why don't we get equally frustrated when we know something that other people don't know? We don't get frustrated about that. We don't get frustrated when our knowledge is greater than someone else's, but we do get frustrated when we know our knowledge is limited. We don't mind feeling like we know more than others. We like having knowledge. And there's an expression, I don't, who knows who first originated it? Knowledge is power. You heard that expression before? In a lot of ways, it's true. And and we don't like the lack of knowledge because then that means weakness and vulnerability. And really, that's what is at the heart of our total disdain for a lack of knowledge, for secrets, things we don't know. It, It reminds us that we are limited and there are areas that we are vulnerable because we don't know. 
But there are some things that we cannot know because God has chosen not to reveal them to us. Look at Deuteronomy 29 and verse 29. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Deuteronomy was written by Moses at the end of his life. It's a lot of summary, a lot of recapping, and a lot of very direct statements to the children of Israel about what God expects of them and about what will happen if they don't do what God expects. And as he's talking to the Israelites about what God wants them to do and God's expectations for when they get into the promised land, here in the middle, at the end of chapter 29, he makes this statement about secret things. And he says that they belong to the Lord. They're gods. But the things that are revealed belong to us. And the fact is that there are some things that are secret. For whatever reason, God knew that it was best to withhold certain information from you and from me. And that will be true throughout our life. That's true in a cosmic sense. There are big things that you and I will never be able to understand. But it's also true on the individual level. That there are things in our lives that God has done, that God is doing, that he may never explain it to us. He may never reveal it to us. He's going to keep it a secret. And that's going to drive you crazy. It's going to drive you crazy because you and I want to know. We want to understand. We don't like when somebody keeps a secret from us, even if that somebody is God himself. But what Moses goes on to say in this verse is that there's a whole other category of things, and those are the things that God has revealed. And those are the things that belong to us. So the secret things belong to God. The revealed things belong to us. God has given them to us. And not just us, but us and our children and our children's children, all of humanity, so that we might know what God wants us to do. We tend to fixate, though, on the things that we don't know. I mean, think about how much time we spend just to learn stuff we don't know. Countless hours searching on the internet, getting, getting infatuated with, with uh, certain uh, uh, shows and different things like that. And, and I'm, I'm so guilty of this. I love those shows, especially like uh, mechanical shows like that Modern Marvels show, you know, where they tell you about, you know, how this giant machine actually works. You know, I just get sucked into that stuff. 
I'm like, I have no idea how a Caterpillar 966 moves that much earth in an hour, you know? And so I'm just like sucked into it. Now, you all have your different avenues and different things that you really like. And so you, you will spend a great amount of time seeking for knowledge to learn the things that you don't know. Trying to fill in the gaps in our knowledge to uncover secrets. And if we're not careful, the uncovering of secrets can actually become a driving force in our life. Why do you think that conspiracy theories are so popular? Well, two reasons. One, because some of them turn out to be true. And two, and this is really the bigger point, because man has this quest for knowledge. And if you can tell me a secret, oh, that makes it even more appealing to me. And if we're not careful, the drive to know the secret things can overtake our lives and distract us from the things that God has revealed and He wants us to be doing. God has set some some hard limits in our life. He has said, there is only so much that you're going to know. There's only so much that you're going to understand. No matter how hard you work, no matter how many courses you take, no matter how many YouTube videos you watch, there's only so much you're going to know. That's a hard limit. You can't change it. You will never have infinite knowledge like God does. And the quest for knowledge, we have to be careful that we don't allow it to become an idol in our life to the point that it's controlling us. God has stated clearly that there are some things you'll never know, never understand, and those things belong to Him and Him alone. Stop trying to take it from God. You'll never be able to do it. And that means that there's going to come points in your life where you're just going to have to trust God on those things. You say, but I don't understand. Exactly. Exactly. It's because you don't understand that you're just going to have to trust God. Instead of this idolatrous desire to figure everything out, when you're confronted with that, that limit and you reach the end, you say, I don't get it. You have to say, so I'm going to trust God. God has given us all the information we need, even if it's not all the information we want. God keeps secrets from us. We just need to get used to that. Learn to accept it and spend our energy learning and doing and sharing the things that God has revealed. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we look at this in some more detail. Heavenly Father, we know that our ability to understand is limited. But we also know that you want to teach us and reveal to us many things. So, Lord, I pray that tonight you would teach us even about this area of trusting you with the secret things. May we be humble enough to acknowledge when we have come to the end of our understanding that we might lean on you fully. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
We're going to keep our outline very, very simple tonight. Number one, we're going to talk about the concealed things. And number two, we're going to talk about the revealed things. So beginning with the concealed things in our verse tonight, it says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. Now we know what a secret is. We've already alluded to it tonight. But it's, it's some information that's hidden from us. It's mysterious. Now, usually when we hear the word secret, I don't know about you, but I, I usually think of it in the context of, you know, people are whispering and sharing secrets. So this person whispered to this person this bit of information, and it's, it's the kind of thing where, you know, don't tell anybody, it's a secret, right? Of course, when we were kids, we would immediately turn around and go to our friend and say, hey, let me tell you something, uh, but you can't tell anybody because it's a secret. And then that friend goes and does the same thing, and it's not much of a secret anymore. Well, what God is saying here is that there are, are things that you and I don't know and will never know and will never understand, and those things belong to God. That's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. I want to... I want to kind of help us get our mind around why this is okay, all right? Because our flesh says that's not okay. Our flesh says, no, I need to know this. But God says, no, you don't. So I want to break it down into two categories, two kinds of knowledge that are secrets. First of all, there are the things that we cannot know. The things that we cannot know. Romans chapter 11, verse 33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Can you explain to me why God does everything that he does and why he does it the way that he does it? Now, I know we can give some broad theological ideas and we can say, well, everything God does, he does for his own glory and honor. Everything God does is consistent with his love for us. And, and those, are, those are helpful explanations to kind of give us a broader understanding. But when you get down to the specifics, why does God choose to work in my life in this way instead of this way? There comes a point where each of us has to realize his ways are past finding out. I'm never going to be able to fully understand God. And the sooner that we realize that, the sooner that we accept that, the better off we're going to be. Because there's going to be so many times where things happen that God does stuff in your life and you're going to say, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Why? And there are things that literally... You could not understand. That's the idea here of his ways are past finding out. The idea here is that even if God were to lay it out for you in plain English, you still wouldn't get it. Think about that. Most of the time we think the reason we don't understand is because God hasn't explained it to us good enough. Or, you know, that if... if 
if for whatever reason, if he chose to explain it to us, well, then we would get it. Well, I suppose if, if God chose to supernaturally supersede the effects of sin to miraculously enable us to have perfect understanding, then yes, we can make a case that it would... But it would take a miracle. As it is, even if God were to say, here is why, you would still say, I don't understand. Maybe you had things like that in school. I remember when I was in school... I was a pretty good student all, all the way around, but there were a few subjects I just didn't like. And at the top of that list was literature. I just didn't like it. I, I love reading now. My, my, I can thank my wife for that. She has truly been such a good influence on me. But when I was in high school, I couldn't stand it. We had two classes in, a, in, a, in high school. We had American literature and we had British literature. American literature... Ah, okay, British literature, bah, no. You know, I quit caring about all things British in 1776. I mean, just not my thing. And we would, I remember, we were going through our British literature course, and I'm reading the words on the paper, and I'm like, I know that's English. I don't have a clue what it means. It's just, I don't get it. We hate that, don't we? We hate knowing that ugh, I, I, I should be able to understand this, but I can't. But what God is saying here is that there are things that, that you can't understand about him. God is so much bigger than you and I that it is literally impossible for us to fully understand him. His ways and his thoughts are so much higher than our ways and thoughts that it's like as high as the heavens are than the earth, Isaiah 55 says. So when it comes to the concealed things, there are some things that we literally cannot understand. And so God in his mercy doesn't tell us. Because what would be even more frustrating than not knowing is not even being able to understand the explanation. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Some of you may, this may be your life verse. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not, say it, unto thine own understanding. We do have understanding. This is about this much. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Notice the contrast between leaning on my own understanding and acknowledging him. You have a choice to make. And the quicker you understand how limited your understanding is and start trusting God, the better you'll be. So there are some things we couldn't know. But then there's another class of secret things. And those are some things that we shouldn't know. Turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 2. Genesis, chapter 2. God has created man, all the world. Made a beautiful garden, put man in the garden. It was truly a paradise. 
There was no sin, there was no sickness, there was no pain, there was no death, there was no sorrow. But you know what there was? A rule. Just one. A simple rule. We find it in Genesis 2, verse 17. God said to Adam and Eve, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou, thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Isn't that interesting? And that a tree was called a tree of knowledge? I thought knowledge was power. I thought knowledge was a good thing. I mean, nobody wants to be ignorant, right? This tree was called the tree of knowledge, but it was a kind of knowledge that God did not want man to have. Knowledge of good and evil. God did not want man to have a knowledge of evil because with that would come pain and misery and death. And so that tree, a literal tree, but represents the kind of knowledge that God is keeping secret from us because we shouldn't know it. There are all kinds of things in this world that you don't need to know. And God is keeping them secret for our good. But what did, what did Satan tempt Eve with? He tempted her with knowledge. He said that God knows that in the day you eat thereof, you shall not surely die. Well, that, that was a lie. But your eyes will be opened, and he shall be as God's knowing. Knowing. Tempted them with knowledge. If Adam and Eve had just been content with their ignorance, they wouldn't have sinned. But Eve said, no, I, I want to know what it tastes like. I want to know what God's holding back from me. I want to know. And so they gained a secret knowledge that God did not want them to have. Because it wasn't best. Again, this is so hard for us to understand. Because we think it's best to know, right? Just, just tell me. I can deal with it if you'll just, if you'll just tell, me, tell me what it is, you know. It's like the doctor comes in and he's got a report in his hand and he says, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And we're like, well, just tell me, doc, because if I know what it is, I can handle it. It's the not knowing, it's the waiting for the test results that's been killing me. And we think, well, if I don't know, obviously that's a bad thing. But God says, no, no, no. Sometimes not knowing is the best thing. The secret things belong to God. And you know what you and I need to do? We need to quit trying to take them from Him. 
There are some we couldn't understand anyway, and there's others that we don't need to know. So we need to leave them alone, and we need to accept our ignorance. I'm not saying that we be unintelligent. I'm not saying we be uneducated. But what I am saying is that there is going to be many times in our lives where we are confronted with the edge of our knowledge and our ability to understand. And when we get to that point, take that as a sign of God's grace, a reminder that you don't have all the answers, but He does. And accept your ignorance. Number two, let's look at the revealed things. Those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. Why is it that we focus on the things we don't know so much more than the things we do know? You ever notice how that, uh, that tends to be our, our way of life? Like We, we amass a, a, a huge sum of knowledge throughout our life, especially with modern education. I, I mean... We live in the most educated world in history, probably. I mean, there's just so much at our fingertips, so much knowledge, so much information. Why is it that we get so consumed with the things we don't know? There is so much that God has revealed to us. And understand this, the God, that God is ultimately the source of all of our knowledge. You and I would not be able to understand or comprehend anything if God had not chosen to reveal it to us. If it were not for him showing us the truth, we could not understand anything from, from the most basic fact of 2 plus 2 equals... That was a test. Let's try that again. 2 plus 2 equals... Very good. All the way up to the loftiest theological concept. Every bit of our knowledge comes from God. We're dependent on him for it. And God says, I've revealed it to you. They're revealed. They're laid plain, and I've given it unto you, and it belongs to you. It's God's gift to us. It's our possession. It's a good and a perfect gift when used rightly. He says that it belongs to you, to us, and to our children forever. Turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30, look at verse 11. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldst say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou should say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear and do it? But the word is very nigh thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. God has made it easy for us to know what he wants us to know. Never has it been easier for God's people to know all of what God wants us to do. We have so much access to it, so much amazing ways to study the Word of God that previous generations only dreamed of. It's not hard for us. And notice how he says that the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children. There's a, there's a communal aspect of the knowledge that God has revealed here. Here's what we like to do with knowledge. We like to hoard it. 
You know, a hoarder, that's a person who collects things in their house just to have it. And they don't share it, they don't sell it, they don't get rid of it, they hoard it. That's what we like to do with knowledge. We like to just amass this knowledge, and then it's our knowledge. We don't share it, we don't give it away, we worked hard for this knowledge. Go get your own knowledge. <laughs> you know, that's how we act. But God's, God's word says it belongs to us and to our children. You know what that means? It means it's supposed to be shared. We don't keep everything that we know to ourselves. We share it freely with others. And that is especially true about the things of God. Some Christians, I'm, I'm afraid, have this idea that, they, that learning about God is just so that they can hoard up all this knowledge for themselves themselves and then look around at others and be like ha I know more about God than you do what an arrogant and prideful spirit no the knowledge should be shared given freely listen you lose nothing when you share the truth think about that well, you know when you were a kid your, your parents probably taught you to share you got a bag of candy now are you going to share with your brothers <laughs> wasn't planning on it. <laughs> that wasn't a question. That was a statement. <laughs> okay, fine. You know what that means? That means now I have less candy to eat. And so we think sometimes we share knowledge that we're somehow going to lose it. No, that's the wonderful thing about truth. I can share a truth with you. I still have it, and now you do too. You don't lose anything. And think about what you gain in return. Because now more people know the truth. The truth is magnified. And we're talking about truth about God. God is magnified in the process. Notice also he said it belongs to us and to our children. Forever. Here's the thing about truth. It's perpetual. Keeps on going and going and going. Not, not, unlike earthly possessions. Earthly possessions do not last forever. The richest people in the world can leave the largest inheritances to their children and their ancestors and it won't last forever. It may go on for a while, but it will not last forever because there is coming a day when everything on this world is going to burn up and cease to exist. But you know what will exist for all of eternity? Truth. It's perpetual. Ignorance of this kind, and that is a refusal to learn the things that God has revealed, that kind of ignorance doesn't honor the Lord. A knowledge of what God has revealed does honor the Lord. So we need to seek out that knowledge. We need to find that knowledge. We need to keep that knowledge. We need to share that knowledge. And then we need to do it. Notice the last phrase in Deuteronomy 29, 29. That we may do, two little letters in the English, D-O, do. Why do they give us such a hard time? It's like, I know what to do. Why can't I just do it? Why has God given us his word? Why has God revealed these things that belong to us? God did not give us knowledge to swell our egos. He has given us our knowledge so that we might know what to do and do it. 
He defines what we ought to do. It is His law that we ought to obey. You see, it's not enough just to know what God says if we don't do it. His law is to be obeyed. One person has said, as our problem is not so much that we don't know what to do, our problem is we don't do what we know. That's what James 1.22 says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Just because you know what the Bible says, doesn't mean that you're doing it. God did not give us this wonderful, beautiful book so that we could memorize trivia, so that we could memorize the names of all of those people in First Chronicles. God didn't give us this book just so that we could win all the sword drills. All of these things are great, but the reason that God gave us the Bible ultimately is to tell us what we ought to do so that we do it. But here's what happens. We get so distracted by the things we don't know, we forget to do the things we do know. And therein lies the problem. God says the secret things, they belong to me. The revealed things, they belong to you and your children so that you might do them. So you might do the words of the law. We ought to seek to learn more of what God has revealed to us with this understanding that when the, with the gift of knowledge comes the obligation of obedience. When you know to do good and you do it not, it's sin. There is such a thing as a sin of ignorance. There was a whole sacrificial system laid out for that in the book of Leviticus. If you sin by ignorance, here's how you take care of that. It's still a sin. But you know that the punishment for it was lesser because it was in ignorance. But if you knew something was wrong and you did it anyway, well, then that was a much greater punishment. With the gift of knowledge comes the obligation of obedience. And when you get confronted with the limit of your knowledge. Don't get sidetracked and forget what you already do know. Don't forget to do what you know to do. Turn to the book of John, chapter 13. John chapter 13. Look at verse 17 with me. Jesus said, If ye, what's that third word? Know these things. He said, if you know these things, happy are ye. Right? That's what he said. If you know these things, happy are ye. Go home. You're good. You know it? All right. Is that where the verse ends? No. If you know these things, happy are ye. If ye... Say it. Do them. 
It's in the doing of what we know that we find joy in the Christian life. The opposite is true as well. That when we neglect to do what we know to do, our life is frustration. Again, Satan tempted Eve with knowledge she didn't have. She looked at that and she said, oh, that does look good. Probably be good to eat. It'll make me wise. She sought then after that knowledge which she shouldn't have had. She forgot to do what she knew to do. God said, don't eat that. She disregarded what she knew in search of what she didn't know. Gave to her husband who knew better but didn't do better. And all of mankind was plunged into sin by a search for secret knowledge. We are to be simple concerning evil and wise concerning that which is good. There are some things we don't need to know. But we are to be filled with the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God's word, the knowledge of God's will. And let me tell you, that is enough to keep you busy for a lifetime. You can study this book right here till your dying day and you'll never figure it all out. You'll never learn everything there is to learn here. You can walk with God every day that you are on this earth and you will never come to a complete and full understanding of him. You can seek after God's will every single day and do what you know to do and you will never exhaust the limits. There's plenty to keep us busy that God has revealed. And that's why Paul prayed for the Colossians. He said, I do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's the knowledge we should seek after. Not the secret knowledge, not the things that God has chosen not to reveal to us, but the things that He has revealed to us because that's what our possession is. That's what belongs to us and to our children so that we might do all of what God has told us to do. Let me close by giving you three practical takeaways from this truth. Because the secret things belong to God and the revealed things belong to us, number one, you should praise God you don't know everything. And I mean that literally. You should praise the Lord and say, God, thank you that I don't know everything. Because you knew that there were things that if I did know them, I couldn't handle it. It would ruin me. It would destroy me. You knew there were things that were not good for me to know. God, thank you. I don't know everything. Number two, because the secret things belong to God and the revealed things belong to us, we need to surrender our need to know. We need to come to God and say, Lord, I'm... I am surrendering my desire to know the secrets that you've chosen to keep. God, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm surrendering it to you and saying that I'm going to be okay with this. That you're keeping secrets because you're God and I'm not. We need to surrender 
our need to know. And number three, because the secret things belong to God and the revealed things belong to us, we need to commit to do what we know to do. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to do what I know. I'm going to focus on what you've revealed and I'm going to do it by your grace and stop being distracted by the things I don't know. Praise God you don't know everything. Surrender your need to know. Commit to do what you know to do. Our Heavenly Father, I praise you for your word tonight. I praise you that you have revealed so much to us, enough to keep us busy for a lifetime. And Lord, I, I know that there have been so many times in my life where I was not content to be ignorant of the secret things. And I was distracted by the search for those things that you chose not to reveal, things that I couldn't know or things that I shouldn't know. Lord, I pray that you would help me to do a better job of doing the things I know to do already. And I pray for every brother and sister in Christ that's here tonight. Lord, you would help them do the same. And I pray these things in Jesus' name.